Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, Mim? Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Um, welcome back to Style Over Substance, guys, with me, Scarlett. And myself, Mim. How you doing, Mim? I'm all right. I'm just here with a small glass of red wine. Um, chilling on Sunday. It's gone by far too quickly. It's we've insane. Been, we've been robbed of a weekend, I tell you. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I know. <sighs> Such is life. Listen, I'll be like 60 before I know it. It'll be like a blink of an eye and I'll be receiving a pension. And I just be like, where did my life go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about um, you? Yeah, I've had um, a bit of a busy weekend uh, celebrating one of my friend's hens. Um, finally, her wedding is going ahead. Um, and yeah, and also been having a bit of a chuckle over the UK news of our. Um, health secretary <laughs> i know it's been like if if anything politics aside but the british we revel in a bit of like nonsense gossip oh my god you know, we love like, it it's i think it captured our attention so much because at the very heart of it it was like a chance to slaughter him in yeah. the most comical way possible Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, like the, the internet has done its finest work. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but what is your fashion story this week? So my fashion story is Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, mm. quite simply, the goddess that she is. Um, Divine. Yeah. She's not really on our radar that much, but I follow her on Instagram and you know how the that algorithm... girl has so much designer stuff. Yeah. So like low she... key, you wouldn't expect it. I think this is the thing. She's not on like our radar. So I think people forget that she's like mm. a top model. Yeah. You know? She's not messing about. And, like, and I'm sure, I think she's like basically. an entrepreneur. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's got like, I think she's got makeup line. Remember, she used to model for MS for a long time. She used to have the rose. She still got her, she still does. She still does. Oh, okay. So she's making money off that. She's Mm. married to Jason Stratham. Um, Yeah. So she's got a lot of streams of income, I'm sure. But yeah, I saw, um, was it last night actually? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. She was on Vogue's YouTube and you know, they have that series of like Um, seven looks in seven days. Yeah. And as I said, I follow her on Instagram anyway. So I know she is incredibly stylish, but what I like about her style, it's like, she is so polished. 
Yes. It's not like a trendy thing. It's, it's like, just... it's quite like laid back chic, Yeah, you know, like, and not, not even like, she's kind of, it almost looks like she could be walking straight out of like a Max Mara catalogue type. Yeah. yeah. But like, exactly. like you said, it's not like she's wearing some like all Gucci outfit, like some very trend driven stuff. She'll wear lots of like camels, neutrals, beautiful tailored pieces trousers and as we've said before wearing white and cream is a flex in itself yeah and it's a flex i can't do (laughs) (laughs) yeah but she just always looks so polished Mm. hair's looking polished her makeup's looking flawless but in like a not a like kardashian way where it's like a bit glam all the time but yeah just chill like tailored everything just looks phenomenal and yeah on her seven looks for seven days um episode let's say she obviously detailed where she got her stuff so obviously we're talking Bottega Veneta bags yeah she loves Bottega she loves she loves a bit of a one of them clutches um (laughs) she was sporting the row as well <gasps> love the row and, and actually know. i'm a big fan of the olsen twins and think mm. we need to do them as a brand yeah they've always soon. they've always been fashion icons haven't mm. they in a, in a in a weird yeah. way but the row you know someone's rich if they're buying the row now i'm not like everyone can buy gucci yeah, yeah. anyone and their cat or their dog can buy a louis vuitton piece but if you're buying the row then you know you know yeah um <laughs> and then she was like oh my god she wore an hermes bodysuit an hermes didn't even body didn't suit. even think that could exist but yeah most fab. people wear wolfords if they're rich but again it's like it's an understated flex mm. every day with her yeah yeah and i just um i love it so that was my experience go and check out that that's yeah we'll po- we'll try and post the looks or something yeah um yeah she's actually I think she's a really great like fashion icon because actually like you said that comparison to the Kardashians who Mm. like don't get me wrong there's a time and a place for that like for everybody if that's what they want like but realistically full glam is not something people can walk around with every day so Mm. you're right like her makeup looks tend to be you know like she's got nice eyebrows as it is she's probably got a flick of mascara on potentially a wash of color on her eyes you know a bit of like rouge on the cheek and like a lip Mm. tint you know or like a nice lip color she's pretty low maintenance probably with her makeup or it's made to look like that whether it takes more time who knows I but think she like, does take a lot of care of herself. I'm sure. She like, yeah, her skincare. Yeah, I think yeah. I think she does. But like the way she dresses as well, it's not like I know you mentioned a bodysuit, but like you know how the Kardashians, it's like bodysuit, jeans all the time, like mm. everything's skin fitting. Like she's mm. just got this real classy style that like I bet in 10 years her style would still seem chic. Mm-hmm, for sure. One yeah. bone I did have to pick with her looks, Ooh. though. The first one, no, it was it's just something that I think about a lot. And her first one was an airport look. So it was this loose fitting knitted like suit cord. It was really nice. Mm. Don't get me wrong, it was beautiful. But she wore sandals. And I was like, who wears sandals on a plane, mate? With open a, toes. Open toe. And yeah. your feet are gonna be cold. And she, yeah. oh my God, she said she gets dressed in the toilets. And she said that economy and first class toilets are the same size. And she, she'll 
she'll get changed in the toilet on the plane. I don't even have space to go to the toilet in a plane. Yeah, I know. Like, no. my elbows are bashing the door. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know. Let's be honest, she's not on a regular plane. She's like um, Clark Kent, you know, when he goes into the, like, telephone box and like yeah <laughs> man alive Jeez. so what is your fashion story so i sort of have two or like one and a half so following on from our wedding episode i was just going to say that it seems like um kensington palace now has like a fashion exhibition on with princess di's wedding dress hmm. so i really want to go we should actually go um, yeah, okay. to check it out because like it's I think it's complete with like the tr- like you know how long her dress was like yeah I think that'd be like amazing to see okay try and um, get tickets I'll come yeah um so yeah I thought following on from that just to let people know that that's that's the thing but um with Love Island on the horizon and when when you guys are listening to it it has started mm-hmm. I think we're really gonna see like we mentioned it um, maybe a month or so ago about like the trends that we're going to see this summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you were talking a lot about like the crisscross bikinis, but I th- really think swimwear's having a moment. Yeah. I think like we've like, I just think that a simple swimsuit doesn't cut it anymore as in like a simple bikini, like, you know, of course, like you want to have a rocking body, but there's yeah. just now there's always something, whether it's that crisscross over, the fact that it looks like it's being worn upside down. I just think people are accessorizing and really thinking about their swimwear more than normal. Like, yeah. I just feel like there's a real moment at them, like at this current time. I don't know if it's because we haven't been away for so long that now like swimwear's having a thing. But like before it would just kind of be like, you kind of just wanted something that you didn't get tan lines or anything like that. But now people are just like, I want to look good. So I don't care how that how well, I don't that know what goes. it is. I think for me, I've noticed that swimwear has been quite a big thing for a little while. Mm. I think that if you're... <laughs> this is not my personal opinion but just from what I've seen it's like you either have this incredible body that you can wear a really simple bikini and yeah. it looks incredible on you because yeah. your body does all the talking yeah or um you go for something a bit more daring and a bit more interesting and stuff I would say yeah I would say that swimwear has always is been like progressively becoming more significant mm-hmm. and important I think what maybe has changed is because like we see a lot of DIY fashion in things like TikTok especially because a lot mm-hmm. of things kind of come from that social media I think that people are getting more creative more um keen for having a holiday look because we all know you wear stuff on holiday that you don't wear at yes home. and maybe it's that I don't know but but I'm I'm excited to see if that's gonna like transpire on Love Island because it tend it tends to be quite I don't mean this rudely quite a basic (laughs) like fashion moment on love like Love Island it's sponsored by like you know like it's boohoo.com's favorite time of the year I saw it first yeah it's all that stuff where like it's just all it's all those sorts of looks but I'm sort of really hoping that we might have just some more sort of like 
interesting sort of summer looks going on and a bit more like you said of that like TikTok like DIY fashion just like some real like Mm. like you know everyone's got the same outfit off pretty pretty little thing I agree I think that at the very least what I think that show lacks in terms of fashion is obviously individuality because everyone looks the same but no one accessorizes no one is out here with some great jewelry some great Mm. earrings some like impressive accessories and I think if you're going to be in a bikini all day I want to see a caftan moment I want to see like jewelry yeah I want to see headscarves I want to see like I don't know but no one does that and or even just a killer sun hat I mean they're probably like there's probably (gasps) rules with that on like being able to see their faces most of the day or whatever it is Mm. but what about the shoes everyone just wears those clear heels (laughs) those clear heels make me ill um it'd be more of the same I don't know I can't yeah I'm just I'm sort of really hoping we deviate from that I know I feel like you know yeah I'm hoping that we sort of see the the Instagram stuff we're seeing on there but we'll just have to wait and see we should like use our platform to petition for us to be stylists on the show so we can style them I think we do a great job maybe we can like I don't know are you gonna are you gonna watch it yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. well, we can we can keep up. We can keep our. We can have a segment. Avid, our avid listeners, we can have a little segment, a little moment of what we think. How basic is the basic bitch? Yes. <laughs> oh, and we could rank each week on levels of fashion. Yes, our top fashion moments. Oh, this is fantastic! Yes. Look, oh. I'm already excited, guys. I don't even care if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, um, the first week we're obviously not going to have the segment because by the time this episode is out, yeah. I know, but it's only two days. It's only two days in. I think that's fair. Yeah. But for the second week, we we would have recapped the first one. So, yeah. Cool. We interrupt this broadcast to remind you, go follow us on Instagram. StarlovaSubstancePod. Shoot us an email, StarlovaSubstancePeak at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter. We've got all the links on our Instagram. You know what to do. But yeah, so this week we are discussing red carpets and I think it was like quite a natural follow-on from weddings sort of personal couture moments to actual couture moments um but yeah how red carpets came about like how important they are in celeb realm but also fashion it's a key pivotal moment yeah um you know like key events for red carpet and some of our favourite or some of the most memorable looks. Yeah, so I think we were saying before we started recording that 
over the past two years it's really called into question like the relevance of red carpets don't you think Mm. because like we haven't really seen anyone on the red carpets for obvious reasons and as people who aren't part of the celebrity world aren't part of celebrity culture and all of that we're just outside outsiders looking in because we can't buy any of this stuff it can kind of feel like, okay, maybe it's boring now. Maybe red carpet is like, what's the significance of it now? Because we don't look at these red carpets as genuine inspo for stuff we can go on to wear. Yeah, so, it's not a shopping opportunity for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do you think it's still relevant? I do, It's really tough. And actually, I will say, I think the height of my enjoyment of red carpets was probably when we were at school mm. that thrill I think this is pre-social media maybe but that yep. thrill of going on like Vogue and going through all the looks from like whatever the awards show was we would literally sit there and talk about it and be like did you see this one and yep. now I don't bother to do that as much because if it hasn't come on my Instagram feed it's probably not important Mm. and like I think that sort of damages that like the hunt to go and see what everyone's wearing like wanting to watch that Oscars live red carpet not like did Mm. that much because of the time difference but I think that sort of took a bit of the excitement out of it for me and maybe it's an older thing of like you said like I'm never gonna need to wear a gown or a dress like that so maybe it's not I don't ever need inspiration for it. Yeah, I think another reason why we no longer have that thrill or that like burning desire to see who wore what on the red carpet from like the night before is because two reasons for me. We are bombarded with all types of fashion on social media anyway, that we get looks and we see incredible looks from ordinary people anyway Mm. we we no longer have celebrities as like the gatekeepers of style or the ones to watch when it comes to style we just see like great looks all the time whether it's vintage whether it's um kind of handmade or whether it is just designer stuff and then secondly I think for me because fashion now is so trendless and I say that in a way that there are not that there aren't trends but there are just lots of trends and you, you know can, you could do it you could probably rock anything yeah you can do whatever you want yeah and so before when I don't know Vogue would say metallics was a big trend mm. on the red carpet when they say things like that now it's like well yeah it doesn't well, carry can... much weight it doesn't because you can kind of make a trend out of everything. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree with you in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I still enjoy seeing it. I will say the sort of the glimpses we've had of like different events where they've managed to have some form of a red carpet. I can't think of the most recent one where there were a few looks. Was it for the Academy? It wasn't for the Academy Awards or like the... um wasn't Oscars it must have been the BAFTAs or something a bit like that and they had a few looks when just more like I think there were multiple places I think there's like a red carpet in London a red carpet in like LA oh and that's when like the last one I can really recall is when um 
Margot Robbie wore that like really simple Chanel dress um and we posted some pictures this was like a few months back but like there hasn't really been any like exciting red carpet moments as such like since the pandemic for obvious reasons and like you said like I don't know if that's just sort of helped us realize that it's it's not it's not as necessary as maybe we thought it was to look forward to these looks and stuff but yeah I think that I think the red carpet will always be important because ultimately it stems from wanting to get a glimpse of a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. And I think also whether we want red carpets to persist, they will because they are such like a lucrative commercial opportunity for these brands and for these actors and actresses alike, all these musicians. Um, So it kind of takes me on to my first point that, I don't know how much you know about how much people get paid in these kind of arrangements. So you obviously have these actors and actresses and they're going to these awards and each of them have a stylist because, you know, when you're busy, you can't pick out your own outfits, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So you have a stylist and in many cases, your stylist will broker a deal between the brands because they they have these contacts with different brands and they'll reach out to them and be like, um, would you like to um, lend us something for my client to wear to the up and coming awards ceremony or for the next awards season or whatever? And so obviously you have the gown itself or the suit and then you have things like the jewellery, you know what's that oh my god what's that woman who does all the jewelry Lorraine Schwartz yeah Lorraine Schwartz or you have like big yeah um, yeah yeah exactly and then you have like of course like shoe designers Mm. um so the person wearing the gown can earn up to 100 to 250k for wearing the gown if the designer wants them to wear it yeah Um, And the person brokering the deal, who is essentially their stylist, can earn between 30 to 50K, allegedly. So you imagine if you've got like a couple people on your books that you style and you've reached out to a number of brands and you're making that kind of money per what is essentially like a business transaction. The stylist is making a killing in an awards season. Season, yeah. And you as an actor and an actress are making money from just wearing nice clothes. Jesus. So, I know. It's- that's, that's crazy to me. Having been on like the flip side where I've worked like a company where they would lend these sorts of pieces. But also there are times when you can't lend someone something and mm-hmm. someone almost requests something bespoke. I'm sure there's different rules on that because that obviously costs the company money to do that. But yeah. companies, a company I worked at would like kit out Angelina Jolie and like with like bespoke dresses. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that girl was paying to like obviously get all these like like special dresses. Listen, Angelina don't pay for anything, I'm sure. So then like if they're paying her, <laughs> the company's at not only a loss for the materials, the resources, the time of making those 
couture dresses, but then it's at a loss for paying that person. That's this isn't mad. this is an advertising budget. This is product placement. This isn't just like gifting is transactional. Yeah, but, I, but I just think that's less less and less relevant now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do think it's a lot of money for something that, in my I opinion, would, doesn't would, really matter. I would almost expect that more of gift, like you gifting like influencers or even paying an influencer to talk about your bag on Instagram now would probably be more worth that money. Yeah. I'm more likely to want that bag or want to buy something from a a brand because I've seen someone I follow tell me it's a great piece than seeing like a celebrity wear their dress. Yeah, I get that. But then that makes me think, you know, those brands that don't get talked about a lot on red carpets and their names aren't in our heads you know they're not on the tip of our tongue because we never we never see them we never hear about them or we don't hear about them often enough Mm. that's what it's for it's not necessarily that you're gonna now go out and buy something from them in the immediate future but it's the idea of they become um household name exactly they become a household name and one day you know you might buy a Judith Lieber bag because I've heard Chris Jenner talk about it I've I've seen her on the red carpet with it I've seen all these Mm. celebrities with it I don't know who Judith Lieber is but because I've I've just had so much exposure I now recognize her brand as something that is worth spending that amount of money on um not worth it but just that's a really good point you know so I think that's what it plays into. And I think that's why we see, you know, those biggest designer houses, the most common ones are always mainstays on red carpets. Oh, for sure. And that is, I think it does do wonders for them. And also I think, um, oh my God, British designer, he does all those floral things. The queen wore him and he does those like PVC, like latex garments as well oh my god Richard Quinn so I remember Richard Quinn um I think Kendall Jenner wore one of his dresses at the Met Gala Mm. and first time I'd seen his stuff in real life quote-unquote real life like in a on a person (laughs) yeah and I was like wow that looks amazing and now I like follow him on Instagram and I think his stuff is cool um so I think it's just to get people talking. Yeah, it's I think I think that's completely it. Like to get the reach out there. And actually probably the most important takeaway is like, I've seen that. I'm gonna follow him. And like, mm. you know, if there's ever something that's much more of a watered down version of something or, you know, a piece of jewelry or like that kind of a thing, then you might be interested in wanting to have a piece from there. And mm. um, that's probably the end goal is to just expand their reach and sort of see how much engagement there are on likes of pictures and like, or even getting a conversation, like the amount of times that like a, a, a look goes almost like internet viral mm. and how big that could be for a brand, you know? Yeah, yeah. You also have like, a, besides these contractual like one-off like agreements like I'll wear your stuff if you lend Mm. me you know something whatever you also have um actors and actresses who are 
who have like long-term contracts with these brands they might be like the face of or the beauty face of uh Chanel or whatever Mm. and so you can't have the actress who you know sports your makeup looking any old how um on the red carpet do you know what I mean so yeah like Kirsten Stewart we talked about Metia Dar and she was in the in the video wasn't she she was like yeah. the only guest in the show she's with Chanel you've yeah. got like Jennifer Lawrence who's with Dior and countless others yeah no it's true and actually Dior like pinned Jennifer Lawrence at the time when her career was like at its highest I think it was like you know her when she won her Oscar she was wearing Dior and then she got nominated the next year and obviously was still like it was still Dior that's a huge moment for a cut like that it's that Oscar because obviously you have those Oscar winning dresses that Mm. like get you know that get pictured and like it's just a really big moment like to land that probably as a company too to have dressed the Oscar winner must be another like notoriety in itself um that yeah like I think these brand deals are so pivotal um and actually I think when the book totes first came out I didn't really get it and then I remember seeing Jennifer Lawrence sport like a personalized one and being like that's so cool like Mm. and I remember seeing that and it made me stand to attention about the book tote way more than it had before okay and so that's obviously like the power of someone being the face of a company type of a thing um I I I wonder if it's like that she's I wouldn't really say she's that fashion no I think she she gets dressed to look like that at times but she's got a slightly more normal figure like as in she's not some stick thin she has been at times and she's super skinny at times but like I think she's naturally got just quite a normal body mm-hmm. um and I think she's got a normal attitude like somewhat to life so like she's not someone who's always going to walk out looking like she's ready for like she's not ever going to be Rosie Huntington Whiteley uh, um so yeah it's probably then like well if that's what she's choosing to have as like her fashion moment then that's big Um, yeah I think it works both ways though because from what I've seen um as you said if you are a stylist and your client is nominated for an award then you can kind of bargain for a better deal with a brand for example you could get a custom dress because that brand wants that fashion moment and they know that their dress is going to be up on stage to win an award or the, they're going to be the one to watch and their pitch is going to be shared a lot more because they're nominated. You know, the person who's nominated is wearing that gown from them. And so some brands will hold back their best designs or their runway pieces or their couture pieces or whatever for those who are going to be nominated and they want to approach them with like their best stuff so yeah. it works both ways I think with Jennifer Lawrence yeah as you said she's not the most stylish to be honest I don't see her as a fashion icon or anything like that maybe it just made sense for a French brand to be associated with an actress who at the time was really being pushed as like 
a Hollywood starlet, you know? It doesn't mean yeah. much, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it... I think it just all plays into it. I think like it's sort of like you said, like there's, it goes both ways. There's like, everyone's gaining from it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's become so lucrative. If that there's that kind of money involved, like then that's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can also just kind of wear a brand because your pal is the creative director and you're like yeah mate I want to support you I'm gonna wear your stuff I mean don't get me wrong there's still a lot of money involved but you pick that designer above the others because of that personal relationship so that also happened like when you see Harry Styles and Gucci all Mm. the time it's them and Gucci Alessandro and Harry forever (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like Gucci's really like created some long-lasting relationships in popular culture like mm. with Billie Eilish too and yeah like Harry Styles like he's just Mr Gucci at this point mm. um but yeah I thought I'd to maybe take it back to the origin of where red carpets came from so we sort of understand a bit more about it so originally the red carpet was more of just uh like a regal thing we would see like rolling out the red carpet was associated with royalty because red most expensive color to make red mm-hmm. dye all of that kind of a thing and so the first sort of like moments of this sort of red carpet treatment happened at new york central rail railway where mm-hmm. as people boarded the train they would have a red carpet to board the train with so that they wouldn't have to be walking on the train platform as such. Oh, I love it. What year was yeah. that? Do you know? 1902. Ooh, imagine that mm. at Paddington. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so then when it came to cinema and the red carpet as we now know it, being synonymous with basically a premiere or like a fashion moment mm. um, it was in the 1920s when it became synonymous with Hollywood and in 1922 was the first film to have um, a red carpet as at the premiere for Robin Hood um, in oh. front of the Egyptian theatre and then ever since then it was the place that you would glimpse stars like Clark Gable Grace Kelly and it was sort of not until the 60s when it was introduced at the Oscars. And then a few years later, the broadcasters realised that there was an opportunity to film outside the venue, showing the guests arriving. And that basically ensued that there was like, the fashion was just like as important, wanting to see everybody arrive, how they looked on the red carpet. And I guess it's sort of been ever since then, we've had those famous fashion moments because the red carpet has been like so well looked at whether it's like Barbara Streisand like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton famously had like an argument play out on the red carpet at the Oscars (laughs) and it's all of this kind of a thing of like it gives us a glimpse especially pre-social media pre-internet world 
that was your only glimpse into famous yeah. people. That's and we know, like, point. we're like back then there were fewer famous people, but they were big stars. Like, mm-hmm. if you were famous, you were a megastar. Mm-hmm. And so to get a glimpse into the life of, like, I don't know, like a Grace Kelly or Audrey Hepburn would have just been sublime. Yeah, that's true. Because when you were, like, saying some of that I was thinking to myself when you really boil it down it's it's a very weird thing to be interested in it's like filming someone as they enter a club and then like stopping them on the way and being like how do you feel your night's gonna go like (laughs) it's weird it's like someone just getting out of a taxi essentially and walking a few meters to the front of the club or the front of the cinema quite literally it's a weird concept but yeah, you're, you said, so, you're so your, right. You're so if, right. If this is the only glimpse into celebrity that people had for decades, then I can, yeah, I can completely understand how it became so intense. And then um, obviously it, when it got documented, it was there was probably way more incentive for designers to be showcasing their looks. And mm-hmm. so now, like in current world, the Oscars red carpet is 16,000 square feet. It takes two days Mm -hmm. to install. That's a bit wild. Like that is what it's become to be is it is just like um, the big one of the biggest fashion like frenzies of the year. And that is how important like the red carpet has come to be. I mean, even just think of like the Met Gala, that moment isn't just like, that few feet that they walk in that is like a staircase it is like Mm. it is one of the biggest red carpet moments because there's just so much time to show off what you're wearing you almost want your dress to work it on the stairs like think there's a theater around it that rihanna moment of her standing on the stairs her omelette dress you know on the floor looking like regal that was porter who came in like carried by like six men yeah like it's just it's phenomenal what it's become so yeah the the met gala Mm. as we started talking about it it's it really is the most i think in recent years has superseded the oscars in terms of importance when it comes to red carpet it's like where everyone gets to go a bit wild yeah um it's a real display of fashion it's supposed to be a real testament to fashion and how outlandish it can be or push the bounds of creativity and for those who don't know the met gala is essentially a fundraising benefit for the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. Mm -hmm. And this event, essentially, kicks off the opening of the Costume Institute's fashion exhibition. So every year, the Costume Institute has a new exhibition surrounding a different theme. So I think this year it was like American fashion, um, the year before that, it was queer. Um, the year before that, oh, something else, I can't remember. Um, was it something to do with, like, sin or...? 
Oh, like the it seven deadly sins. Yeah, or something it, was, like that. it was something sort of religious because a lot because of the Pope sort of outfit that yeah. um, Rihanna wore. And then we had like Joan of Arc with, with yeah, and, yeah. So every year it's like a completely different theme, and it's a, th- a fundraising benefit. The tables you have to pay for is like tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm. and so it really is about the elites of new york but like the socialites of new like york. you said with other fashion things there are now like fashion houses that invite people so like yeah. fashion yeah. houses so i always thought that the individual person paid and that still can be a thing mm-hmm. but also fashion designers buy tables or buy spaces and invite people yeah so you which see which is crazy where you have models who go they are essentially at work like yeah. they have been invited to be it's a live fashion show yeah yeah and so that's why that that one in particular because the standard is so high there's so much money involved and it is it is like a themed party mm. in essence um that we really expect to see some like killer fashion because it's like if you're a designer of an artist of some kind it's like if you had unlimited funds and you had unlimited like creativity what would you make for this one event that's kind of the approach to it so it gets a lot of criticism it gets a lot of hype um it's so closely tied to vogue as a magazine as well um so it's really significant and i think i don't know what if you agree with what i said but i think it superseded the oscars as being like the single most important red carpet event for sure it's the way they like the tagline I think is like the biggest date in the fashion calendar I think is like it's that that first Monday in May is like the biggest fashion moment and you know what it is it's what you said it's the it's the opportunity to take risk Mm -hmm. no one's favorite Met Gala look is someone looking beautiful in a simple black dress like Calvin Klein's not gonna cut it you know you want like when um kim kardashian wore that the mugler one. Oh no yeah, the Givenchy t- one no the thierry mugler like that mm. corset that's mm. like that's like ha- like incredible she like was unable probably to breathe for the night mm. you want to see that beyonce latex moment mm-hmm. you want to see that rihanna wearing a pope's headpiece mm-hmm. you want to see that stuff and I think it's it's the perfect way to celebrate that it is a fundraiser for the Met. It is showing off fashion as art. And like, of course, it is art. Like we, we go to museums and we go to galleries and we look at these pieces in like behind glass. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a fun way of showcasing these like these fashion houses like op- like opportunities and their and their skills you know like yeah clothes are actually quite boring a lot of the time like the way I dress is not like mental so it's their way of showing you the newest techniques they've learned how skilled like their their workers are I just think it's it's so much fun to see yeah Definitely. And like down to makeup artists and the makeup look like it's just I don't know I think it's a celebration of just like all things creative um 
so yeah it's for sure for me it's for sure it like I think it's only in recent years for me it's probably in like the last like between five to ten years it's really taken over because I probably didn't know much about it before I think I didn't have it on my radar at all for the Mm. the last before the last four years yeah um I think you probably had to be in the know about yes. New York life and stuff like that. Very Real Housewives of New York City. Bethany yeah. Frankel. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely, I think on the flip side of red carpets is when you also have brands that are gifting these dresses, gowns, suits, whatever, and they're coming in sample sizes, essentially, it does mean that those who are slightly bigger, mm-hmm. average size, not a model size, finding a brand that will sponsor you or lend you something or create something bespoke for you is harder to find. I think in recent years, brands have become cognizant of that um, simply by just being outed by other actors and actresses that they've got better with like size inclusivity, but literally how it was is like, we make this dress in a UK size six or a UK size eight. And if you don't fit in it, we don't really want you to represent our brand or we can't be bothered. We can't be bothered to tweak it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's a really like volatile way of doing things because that's just, you can't have that attitude of this is the size of the dress. You either fit on it or you don't, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there's been lots of people who were a bit on the curvier side of the industry yeah. and they sort of talk about the hardship they found of being dressed. So like there's a quite a lot of snobbery in the fashion industry. We should probably talk about this more in depth at a later point of like the snobbery where designers don't necessarily want to dress you if you're bigger than a size zero or the sample size and also I I think Kim Kardashian had a really hard time being dressed by designers in the early days of her like trying to transition into the fashion game because Mm. no one respected her no one wanted her associated with her brand like their brand and like on her brand of sex tape like trashy sort of like beginning vibes Mm -hmm. and so I think there's a real snobbery in the fashion industry so to be like to land a Dior dress or like Versace on the the runway and is probably like harder than we realize you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. yeah definitely there's definitely this hierarchy of those who can have access to that sort of thing and those who can't um definitely but I've got a question for you what brand if you could choose any would be your go-to red carpet brand it's got, it's got to be Ellie Saab it's really? got to be you're getting yeah. married in Ellie Saab you're dying in Ellie Saab you know what I think it is it was the Oscars after the Black Swan and this was like I was obsessed with Ellie Saab at this point and Mila Kunis wore this like lilac embroidered dress by them and I was just like that's that's, that's just me. that's just that's lovely um <laughs> but yeah maybe something like that you know what I'm always gonna want to wear Chanel 
Um, but I will say I prefer their more paired back red carpet look Chanel. I think they don't necessarily do like daring as well. No. Um, or I'd go a bit like Vivian Westwood. Mm. I'd go a bit like some beautiful corsetry, some like crazy nice dress like that. I like maybe. Yeah, maybe something a bit like that, or even like a McQueen, like something mm-hmm. a bit daring. Um, you got to pick. Yeah, I'll, okay. No, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll save Ellie Saab for my wedding day. Um, and yeah, I think I'll go Vivian Westwood. Good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. How about you? I think mine would be. Oh, I really should have prepped an answer for this. <laughs> I think my red carpet would be a Versace. Oh, I can see that. I think I can see that. I don't know. I just love, you know me, I love a bit of tacky. And Versace is known for being like expensive tacky. Like, but riddled with like gold jewelry. And you would be, yeah. Medusa heads. (laughs) Um, I just think that it might not be like a wild design necessarily but i think it would be quite a cool a quite sexy one yeah quite fun one um and yeah i think i think i'm a queen as well yes those would be my options but there's so there's so many brands out there that do um lots of really cool stuff Mm -hmm. that it's it's difficult to like okay i will say this because i've never been on a red carpet myself if i were having my debut moment i would probably wear like a monochrome look or maybe like yeah. a all black i'd play it quite safe i'd go calvin klein probably my first look oh i can you know? see calvin klein just like a really chic 90s calvin klein throwback like let my like i'd have my figure looking you know like just really beautiful makeup hair because like you said if that's your first moment you don't want to be that person who's like i'm going fashion straight off the bat yeah i think you have to earn that fashion moment you you do i think you have to earn it so yeah my break my breakout role (laughs) yeah definitely yeah but you can get slaughtered i know for like and i will listen unpopular opinion is coming up my unpopular opinion yeah is that i think there's a level of like some people think that certain actors or actresses or musicians can get away with anything yes. and i look at them and i'm like no it's it's horrendous it looks it's bad trash. like it's trash for example prime case i really like rihanna don't get mm-hmm. me wrong i like her she wears things with confidence and i love that but she's had lots of outfits which don't make sense or don't look that great. And people give her a pass all the time. And I think other people who have really a really good sense of style or wear things that they're just comfortable in and it doesn't have to be flashy, it doesn't have to be any of that, but they just look, they look themselves. Do you know what I mean? And I look at them and think, oh, they look amazing. And they just get overlooked. I yeah, I, I think some probably. people get afforded more of a thing like I think I saw like what Vogue's sort of most memorable looks were and I think there was something from like Cardi B and I was like I'm telling you now if the likes of like an Elle Fanning 
wore that on the red carpet Mm. everyone would be like what is this clown doing (laughs) and I know that there's also a confidence and there's a personality that has to go with these things Mm -hmm. but like I do think we have to like remember like you said that like I don't know I think you can't just afford some people like oh but she's just you know that's just her yeah I think there has to be sort of you know but some people, yeah, are unfairly judged. I bet like a J-Lo, somebody who will also like always just be told she's got a great red carpet look, even though she tries to do that same Versace dress in just different iterations. I was going to say, she is all body. Yeah. She's all yeah. body. Like, it's more about like, oh, beautiful dress, but look at those abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So what is this week's poll? What is this week's poll? I maybe maybe your question. Yeah, what, who would you want to wear for your first red carpet moment? Mm, if you could choose any, what would yeah. it be? Huh? Yeah, that, that I think that'd be quite telling because also a red carpet moment. Like, I don't think I would want necessarily Re- Vivian Westwood ready to wear. You know, oh, there's mm-hmm. there's a different like you want to wear different things on a red carpet than you might like be aspiring to like. That, yeah, so I reckon hmm, there might be some fun answers. Definitely. Yeah. So that's going to be our poll this week. Whoop. Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of Style of Substance. We're going to have our polls out. We're going to have our pictures of dear Queen Rosie the First on our <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> and um be sure to send us your suggestions for upcoming episodes and of course to answer our polls but yeah thanks for listening i've been mim and i've been scarlet see you next week guys bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.